This Facts and O'Brien podcast is brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group in Westfield. Where it's not what you make, it's what you keep. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Bon Jovi on Rock 102. See, I told you things would change. Yesterday, we were saying uh, 48 hours with no rain in the forecast. Not anymore. Now we're talking about afternoon showers and thunderstorms today. Yay. Oh, and tomorrow, morning showers and afternoon sun. Yay. Well, we really need the rain. I mean, Uh uh, are we in a red flag warning? No. Time right now? We are in a wet flag warning. Hmm. Well, that's going to really put a crimp in my afternoon. Yeah, it's going to put a crimp in everybody's. Speaking of crimps, the uh, summer stimulus keyword of the day. I don't even know why I said to uh, just trying to find a way to tie it all together. Keyword of the day coming up around 7.50 this morning. It could be worth $1,000. So make sure you are listening for the keyword of the day. The uh, pandemic apparently has created some innovations for uh, sex. And we'll uh, talk about what some of those might be coming up in a few minutes. It's 5.36 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. GG Inc. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 5.51 and Hart on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine for the better part of the day today, but then the chance of a shower or a thunderstorm in the afternoon. We're going up to 90 again. And then uh, cool down for tomorrow. Morning showers, afternoon sun, and a high of only 76. It's uh, 63 in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop into some Hollywood trash with Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3 and Rock 102? Hey, filling in for Steve Nagel again today. Thanks, guys. Michael Jackson, the Broadway show. Starting December 6th, it's called MJ. It'll feature over 25 of Michael Jackson's biggest hits. Will he be in it? No. No, he's Se- actually uh, decided to step down. Really? Not available? Way, mm. way down. Well, it could be a hologram, I suppose, right? Depends that- on what they charge. That's true. Uh, the tickets are on sale now, by the way. Plenty of seats available through StubHub, Ticketmaster, and other outlets. Jackson will be played by Miles Frost, who oh. is making his Broadway debut in MJ. Oh, so it's an actor playing the role of Michael Jackson. You got it. Sure, no. not Michael Jordan. I prefer <laughs> it to be. MJ, the final I, dance. I don't see why that wouldn't be a good uh, musical. I'm down with that. Hollywoodlife.com reporting Jennifer Lopez recently spotted shopping in Monaco. Must be nice. She's wearing a necklace with Ben Affleck's name on it. Oh, that must be nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think uh, A-Rod feels about that, by the way. Hey, who cares? Hey, listen, he's an ex. Listen, he, he lost out on the best thing he's ever going to get. You don't know that. Please. She, she, might, might, she might be a complete pain in the it's ass. It's true. She might be troubled. I oh, agree with absolutely. that. absolutely. He's an that. idiot. And I'm sure that whatever A-Rod's <laughs> got afterwards is not too shabby either. They both could be idiots, by the way, I think. Well, uh, listen, I mean, he let the, that one slip through his fingers, much like he <laughs> much like he let playing for the Red Sox slip through his fingers. A special screening of Raiders of the Lost Ark set to come to our grounds in Stockbridge on August 25th. 
It'll mark the film's 40th anniversary, and Karen Allen, the actress who played Marion Ravenwood in the movie, will be on hand. Well, she lives out there. And she's a little over... (laughs) By the way, I don't mean to be a spoiler, but when they open the box, it's all bad. What what is this? Is this a live theater thing, or they're showing the movie Showing the movie on an outdoor screen at the Norman Rockwell Museum. Ah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, she was spotted uh, years ago. She was dating some guy in Rochester when I was on the radio in Rochester. You used to see her around town there, too. She she lives up in the Berkshires Mm -hmm. uh, through, uh, like, most of the year. And we we interviewed her, right? Yeah, she's crazy. Yeah. Aren't they all? Well, yes, but some are actually called crazy. I mean, she for crying out loud, she was living in uh, living in Morocco, you know, and all of a sudden Harrison Ford comes out, plucks her right out of a, a burning bar. She follows him around the world. Wait a minute, she's talking about crazy. She was living where J Lo is shopping. No, that's Monaco. Oh, Monaco. Oh no, no, Monaco. No. You're thinking of the girl that used to service uh, Bill Clinton in a side room. No, no that's no. Monica Lewinsky. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. No, 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 no. You're thinking of the of the host of the the People's Court. Uh, uh, Doug uh, Doug Llewellyn. Doug Llewellyn. Yeah, there yeah, is. Yeah, That's yeah, who that was. Yeah, okay, but yeah. No, you're thinking of the former quarterback for the New England Patriots. Uh, no, that's Doug Flutie. Yes! Yeah, yeah. See, I can play uh, this game uh, too. Damn uh, it! Welcome to the show, Dave. <laughs> uh, Universal is set to pay four hundred million dollars for the rights to a new trilogy. To bring back the story of the Exorcist, haven't we done enough Exorcist films? Apparently like there's not. There's been like a prequel and two sequels. There no? have been so a trilogy. There's already been two. Yeah. No. Uh, no. 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 This is a new trilogy of movies based on the Exorcist. Oh. Oh. So yeah. it's not an actual. So Satan's back. Yes. Yeah. Now he's pissed. <laughs> Better than ever. The new films will have original star Ellen Burstyn. Remember her. Does Ellen Burstyn remember Ellen Burstyn? She's still around, and she will apparently rejuvenate her role as Chris McNeil from the original Exorcist movie. She'll be alongside Leslie Odom Jr. from Hamilton. He'd play a father tracking down his daughter who is possessed. God, mm. She's 88 years old already. Is she really? Yes. Already? <laughs> well, they grow up so fast. That's uh-huh. the thing. The first... Movie uh, in the trilogy, by the way, expected in theaters October 2023. So mark it down on your calendars. And then subsequent movies in the trilogy probably going straight to the streaming service on Peacock. I wouldn't be surprised if that one did, too. Mm -hmm. Roger Daltrey says he's grateful to discover that he had three illegitimate daughters by different women. The rock star for The Who said he discovered this in the 1990s recently. When three daughters arrived on his doorstep, he said, he accepted them and loved them very much. He says, I'm very lucky. Not on the, not at the same time, obviously. No. They didn't show up on the doorstep at the same time. And I assume they showed up with their hands open for, for yeah. a little be, bit of cash. I'd be afraid to open the door. Three separate Halloweens. <laughs> Steely Dan making a comeback. Of course, no more Walter Becker, but Donald Fagan's still going strong, and he's announced a new 28-date concert tour named Absolutely Normal. Kicks off October 5th. Well, except for the fact that my other half isn't here. Yeah, right. Uh, Miami will have the opening show, and uh, they'll be in Boston for three shows, November 17th, 19th, and 20th at the Orpheum Theater. Steely Dan fans? I love Steely Dan. 
Yeah. You know, we, we I saw them when they uh, when they came to Hartford many many years ago, and they were great. Mm-hmm. Except like their microphones were all jacked up in the first four songs. They weren't happy, but they they recoup pretty good. Well, how do you do it without Walter Becker though? I mean, come See. on, it's only two guys, and one of them's gone. Yeah, no, but it's all but they're all session musicians anyway. I mean, it's not, it's not even like a real band. Steely Dan's a real band. No, no, no. It's it's been those two guys and studio music. And all the people who play around them, nobody knew. They were interchangeable. Yeah, well, uh, but who did most of the singing on the hits? Donald Fagan. Don, Donald. Fagan. Well, oh. he, there was that one other guy, Danny Diaz, or I something don't like that. Or, his name was. Yeah. Yes, you might be right. Nobody. So there wasn't a single person named Dan in the whole thing. No, <laughs> Steely Dan is actually from. I believe it's like a William S. Burroughs poem, and it's a it's a the name of a sex toy a steam-powered dildo really a giant yes. one yes steam-powered yes. steam yes well you oh, gotta no. shove coal into it yeah fictional at least we think so highs in the 90s today with lots of sunshine that's your hollywood trash john coming up next with your sports on rock 102 to those who step up to work the sunrise shift power through the double shifts or conquer the overnighters mcdonald's wants to serve you a tasty breakfast at a great price Pick two for $2. Choose between a sausage McMuffin, sausage burrito, or any size premium roast coffee. Or enjoy two sausage McMuffin with egg sandwiches for $4. McDonald's, no matter the shift, we're happy to serve you. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Price of participation. And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a hypothetical situation. Let's say I hated my job and the people I worked for. Again, it's purely hypothetical and does not reflect my personal feelings towards my current employer or anyone that I work with. But let's just say that I did. There's a pretty good chance I would be actively looking for opportunities to bail, which I am not. But if I were, what would it take for my employer to convince me that they were willing to change in an effort to keep me on the payroll? Not being in that position, it's hard for me to say for sure. It's extra vacation time, a pay increase, better hours. I suppose I'd be willing to listen to just about anything. But what do you do when you're Aaron Rodgers of the Green Bay Packers and you're working for a bunch of jerks? As someone, uh, as uh, some of you may know, I used to be a part owner of that franchise, so I happen to have an interest in this decomposing relationship. You see, Rodgers is the reigning MVP of the league, and the Packers are run by a management structure that has refused to show the man the proper respect that he deserves. And despite the holdout, it appears as though everyone has found a way to resolve at least some of their differences. Yesterday, it was reported that the Packers have agreed to a number of concessions in trying to make Aaron Rodgers happy. And among those things, including avoiding his final year of the contract with no franchise tags in the future, adjust his contract to accommodate no loss of income from his holdout, and there will be a mechanism in place to address his issues with team management. In other words, it's none of your damn business what's in that agreement. Hence, it's astonishing ambiguity. All I know is that if I hated coming to work, which I do not, They'd have to do a little bit better than this to change my mind. But then again, I'm not in this position. I'm merely observing from afar, should in fact things go south. A few bad decisions here, a few questionable decisions there, frosted with a terrible amount of communication. That's all it took to piss off a guy like Aaron Rodgers, and now they've had to go intentionally weaken their position just to keep the man happy. Listen, we should all be that essential to the people we work for. Of course, I'm speaking in generalities, and that does not reflect the state of my current employment. 
But hey, enough of my yapping. Sports brought to you by Rockies Ace Hardware. You love your deck or patio, but you've been thinking, boy, with all this sunshine and abundance, we should get a big shade umbrella. Now you can get a brand new one at Rockies, a nine-foot shade umbrella, only 35 bucks with your Ace Rewards card. You're saving 15 bucks. a shady deal that comes in six very beautiful colors. Available right now at your neighborhood Rockies Ace Hardware. I'm Bax. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 611. And ZZ Top on Rock 102. Well, we don't want to go more than a day without putting rain in the forecast. So, uh, chance of afternoon showers or a thunderstorm today and a high of 90. Tomorrow morning rain and a high of only 76. It is uh, 60 flavin in downtown Springfield. Your uh, summer stimulus keyword of the day coming up around 7.50 this morning. Your chance at $1,000. I wouldn't mind $1,000 right now because I would take it to my local convenience store and start spending money you know like like i'm like it's dripping out of my hands you're gonna win the vax millions man what do you need the thousand for leave that for the listeners for christ's sake listen i the hell with the listeners if i win a million dollars i'll have no listeners i'll be walking out the door (laughs) so they had another meeting last night in chigabee and i uh had hoped to have some more inside information uh by today but when some people are so obnoxious as to not only not say thank you for gifts but also not respond to texts then i guess i know nothing uh that by the way is meaningless for almost anybody just about everybody that sounds like a total inside statement so what they're now talking about here on 22 news uh we were talking about this yesterday apparently cumberland farms is proposing putting in a store along Grattan Street. And um, we were talking yesterday about this. They were saying on 22 News, the intersection of Grattan and McKinstry Streets. Somebody then texted, a listener texted and said, yeah, that would be Bay State Rug that they're going to tear down. Well, I don't think so because now this morning, 22 News is saying it would be Providence Street and Grattan Street with the entrance off of Providence. Providence would be the street that runs between TD Sports Bar and the Lucky Strike. Now, if and you, that's lovely country out there. Oh, it's beautiful. And um, Street View and Google Earth obviously were taken at different times. Street View shows nothing between. There's TD Sports Bar on the corner and the building that that's housed in. Then there is a an abandoned building. Uh, two-story storefront uh, abandoned building there. Then on Street View is an empty lot. On Google Earth, there was something there. I'm not sure what it was. You can't tell from Google Earth. It was a building in that empty lot. And then there is a three-family multi-unit home that I'm guessing is going from uh, eminent domain or, or the city bought it. And then there is an alleyway that leads to garages for the people who live in probably the apartment. There are apartments behind Bay State Rug. So they're talking about taking that front of uh, Grattan Street and putting a Cumberland Farms in there. That would be an incredible amount of traffic coming in and out, even with an entrance on Providence Street. Uh, by the way, the city council voted it down last night, but they say it's not over. 
I'm, I'm sorry. It was the the planning department that voted it down last night. You know what I'm surprised by? Because in the 22 news story said this is that Cumberland Farms in their in their planning for this location has done no traffic studies at all yet. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Which I think is weird because you would think, well, what's what makes the most amount of sense? The proposal to build or a traffic study, or do they come, you know, simultaneously? Because I mean, if you've got an intersection that can't handle that kind of traffic and you know, Providence Street is a is a pretty narrow street, then you would think, well, then why even bother submitting the application well, if if the traffic routing would be all jacked up because maybe you can apply for funding to widen the streets in that area you know maybe that goes along with something like that an application who knows i think i think what they're looking at here and and when i look at it more closely and by the way i've already done the traffic studies uh every time i drive down grattan street that's a traffic study i can tell you it's not a good place to put a Cumberland Farms. Yeah, but you're not a city planner. Well, you're, I, you're not. I, you're not really involved in infrastructure. I wanted to be a city <laughs> planner, but uh, I ended up becoming a marine biologist. Um, if they're putting the entrance, I always wanted to become a banker. Yeah, mm-hmm. remember one day my uh, father brought mm-hmm. me to the bank and said, "Sonny boy, some one day, yeah. this will all be yours." Right, right, right. So the sentence I was in the middle of now will be completed. Uh, this is not a good idea. Now I see. I I uh, I don't know whether it's a good idea. I mean, I, I uh, now that I've seen the intersection, I've been to that intersection. We've been to TD Sports Bar before uh, for events, and you know when I had my uh, my sad divorced guy uh, uh, apartment in Chicopee, I, I believe I was lost in that intersection. Nevertheless, surprised you didn't live in this intersection. This looks like a whole block of divorced uh, guy nothing, nothing but apartments. sad, right? Nothing but <laughs> sad, broken down, divorced men. But. Um, <laughs> But when it comes to uh, you know entrances and exits, why are they choosing Providence Street? E- egresses. Okay, well, egresses. I don't know what kind of birds you're looking uh, at, yeah. but I'm not really interested in that. Egresses. I mean, why aren't there other ways to get in other than just Providence That's Street? That's why. I think they're looking at this as if they put the entrance on the Granton Street side, then yeah, you're going to have problems. But if you put it on Providence Street, which would... If, if you're looking at, like, Google uh, Street View right now, if you assume the dimensions would be the same for the building that's already there with TD Sports Bar, and the entrance would be what is now currently a parking lot behind TD Sports Bar, that's eliminating... It's eliminating the entrance and egress from the intersection. But it's going to be... If anybody comes out of that parking lot to make a right towards Grattan Street, right. that's going to back up traffic. Now, it would be interesting if they only allowed a left turn out of that parking lot so that you had to go down Providence Street, westbound on Providence. You couldn't go back to Grattan. That's you, the only way I could see that working, and is if probably, left turns only. And they're probably not going to put up a like a street light. Uh, no, no. Probably not going to no. do that. That's Because you'd be a block away from uh, the previous street light. So you'd have, uh, and that whole intersection of synchronization is, is very difficult anyhow. So. John, give it a shot before you declare it a bad idea. You know, here's progress. It's going to create jobs. It's going to help the economy. Give it a shot for crying out loud. It's a Cumberland Farms. It's only two people per shift. <laughs> what, 
<laughs> what uh, are you, this isn't exactly although this isn't exactly a bellwether moment this, for the city of chicken this might be a cumberland farm superstore for uh, all you know i don't know about that. although they are talking 24 7 as well so uh-huh. uh, you, you get three shifts yeah um but and i and i also i am kind of curious as to whether or not cumberland farms is buying well it has to be because you can't take eminent domain for private businesses so they're obviously buying the building where TD's pub is and where this abandoned building no longer is and then where that three-story house is. So if that's Cumberland hmm. Farms buying that entire intersection. So how do they, so how do they work it out in, in other situations with the Cumberland Farms? Because, I mean, there's lots of convenience stores that get placed in areas just like this. Mm-hmm. And, there, yeah, there is traffic, but it doesn't – it doesn't slow down traffic to a crawl. I mean, it's it's movable traffic. People getting in, people getting out. It moves. So why is this really any different? Just because Providence Street is a narrow street and Grattan's a major road? And, and Grattan is also just a two-lane major road. And I really don't think they can uh, widen Grattan Street um, because many of these properties are pretty doggone close to the street. Not to mention uh, the Aldenville Park, which would be virtually eaten up because that comes in to uh, a point at the intersection. So to try to widen the street that's already coming down to a point is, I don't know. I don't know. It's a bad idea. It's just a bad idea. Come on, man. Yeah, no, no. Plus, mean, again, you- you've got a convenience store right on the other side of Bay State Rug. The beautiful uh, SS Market, I think it is. The SS Market. Uh, it could be. Uh, it could be SV. Hang uh, on. Well, I hope to God it's not the SS Market. Is that, that the German is- thing? Oh yeah. Yeah. No. Step your way in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me your yeah. papers. I wasn't even thinking of that. It's uh, <laughs> we have ways of making you buy gasoline. <laughs> yeah. No. It's S and V Mart. That's oh, what I meant. That, yeah. That's yeah. Whole, whole different thing. Yeah. Man, you dodged that bullet, yeah. there, didn't you? Um, yeah, see, I if I'm looking at the uh, the uh, at Grand Street, there's a there's a narrowing uh, painted line on Grand Street right in front of this. I believe it's right in front of this building or just beyond this building. Mm. And as you head towards the park, uh, it narrows down to to like a to one lane of traffic and a turn lane. So I mean, you, if you even if you adjusted the line, that doesn't really give you enough. It wouldn't give you two lane traffic. No. Oh. Oh God, no. 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 It's, it's still too. It's still too narrow. And by the way, it was it was S and S convenience store, which I think changes an awful lot. In yeah, fact, I well, think if the Germans had put the ampersand in there, things might not have been so bad. No, I don't think so. I think they still would have had a real B in their bonnet. All they needed was an ampersand. No, I don't believe punctuation is what they needed. <laughs> Victor Borga over there. I think it's totally different. I don't, I don't know about that. It's 622 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's just about 631 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. All right, guys. So yesterday about this time we were ta- <clears throat> talking about the fog that we were experiencing. That turned into haze. And then apparently it lingered for longer than that throughout the day here in Western Mass. Apparently caused by the Canadian wildfires. Brought really along by the wildfires yeah. are in the American West. It says Western and Canadian wildfires. 
Canada too. Brought in Canada too. Brought in by the jet stream. I thought we weren't. Uh, I thought there wasn't anything crossing the border. <laughs> well, apparently the smog is allowed to cross the border. And it happened yesterday, and apparently it triggered some complaints, including somebody who said they thought they smelled burning plastic. That was retweeted from the National Weather Service in Boston. Well, I certainly saw the um, certainly saw the haze. Uh, I wouldn't say I had any breathing problems, and yeah. I'm sure there's other people out there who might be more sensitive to that. Oh, I've stuff. been I've been wheezing like a like a son of a bitch. You know, I uh, I actually saw a story about this yesterday. And it was interesting. Um, apparently, this uh, the smoke comes down from Yellow Mountain on uh, a dark, flat land. She rides uh-huh. <laughs> on a pony that she named Wildfire. No really? kidding. Yeah, I had no wow. idea. I Michael Murphy. Did you know this? Mm. Thought you should know. Thanks. Appreciate that. I, I thought maybe we were doing. Um, uh, uh, what's the mountain that uh, Neil Young sung of? Sugar Mountain. Sugar Mountain. Yes. Yeah. With the barkers and the colored mm-hmm. balloons, mm-hmm. you would never see them in this kind of smog. I would rather <laughs> be put into a house fire and try and breathe there than listen to Neil Young. Or Michael Murphy. Or Michael, I believe we became Michael Martin Murphy. To separate him from all the other Irish Michaels that would sing uh, songs about wildfires. We've got more health official news here from the... Massachusetts Public Health Official Office. They're gearing up for the federal government's expected authorization of COVID-19 vaccines for children under 12 this fall. Heading back to school, they'll be calling for continued indoor masking for kids for the school year. This is really sad to me. Well, masks are one thing. You know, having the kids learn remotely, that to me is much more problematic. Yeah, I don't see a problem with having kids wear masks in school. And I know there's going to be people who have big issues with that. But, um, you know, once again, um, it's not the mask that's the issue. It's the vaccine. Get the shot and you don't have to worry about the mask. Now, when it comes to going to Block Island and you'll be forced to wear your mask, uh-huh. yeah. will you uh, be among one of those weirdos, weirdos that get like a, like the tan line? But with uh, but with the mask uh, untanned. Uh, first of all, what makes you think I'm going to get a tan line anyway? Because you're on Block Island. Yeah, with sun melanoma. Surf? It's Sun Block Island where I'm going. Come why on, why the, are the, you the, going there to begin with? Yeah. There's the salty ocean for the, breezes. For the same reason, I own a home in the Sunshine State. Uh, there are shaded areas. You don't have to be out in the sun all day, and I do not intend. To be lying out on a beach at Block Island. Could go to Portland, Oregon and have lots of shade and rain out there. It'd be a lot safer for you, I think, if you're going to look for a vacation destination. That would be like uh, staying at the Polynesian at, uh, at at Disney World, but refusing to go into the park. Yeah. I mean, what, yeah. what are you there for? That's, mm-hmm. I'm not that's... there for the beach. It may be an island, but once I get off the ferry, I ain't looking at water again until I have to go home. <laughs> I get news for you. It's a small enough island. You're going to see water no matter where you go. In Holyoke, they were partying with a Molotov cocktail, apparently. One of those exploded in the driveway of a home. And four hours later, criminals apparently returned in, shot at the same house. The incident occurring well after midnight on Sunday when police received the report of an explosion at Homestead Avenue. Responding officers finding the remains of the Molotov cocktail in the driveway. You know, Molotov cocktail is the local drink. I heard that, but it tastes awful. The remains. 
Yes, the remainder. I suppose that you know maybe glass and uh, a little bit of a rag, but it, if you're doing it right, you shouldn't be able to find any remains. Yeah, mix it up right in the kitchen sink. Mm-hmm. That's what I say. Yeah, see, that's why there's so many of these explosive experts in Holyoke are amateurs. Well, they're not all in Holyoke. Remember, our explosive expert out here was uh, not very good with his Molotov cocktail no, either. He wasn't because he, he you know, again, he wasn't uh, he wasn't an expert at it. No, no, such a amateur job of trying to blow this building up. And he, you know, if he had just used a little more effort. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who's ever worked here uh, since that happened, that might be the best thing that could happen to this place. <sighs> I just wish he'd call and ask for tips. <laughs> We could have loaded these rooms up with gasoline. Where's your most flammable parts of the building? Matches. All kinds of things. You see, Dave, I don't know if you uh, know this story. Do you know this story? I'm I'm not sure. Many years ago, uh, during during middays, Mm -hmm. uh, some dude came to the building with a bottle full of uh, an accelerant and a rag and lit it with newspapers. I do know what you're talking about now. And uh, he burned himself more mm. than he burned the building. In fact, uh, <laughs> almost. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, and apparently, uh, you know, it was like a be on the lookout for the guy with second degree burns over 50% of his body. Mm-hmm. That was an easy find. Uh, Particularly but, since he bought his gas at the corner gas station and was found on video with it. And ironically, so. the guy who was on the air at the time, this guy John Pulo, mm-hmm. uh, and I were the last two people who knew that there was any problem. Everybody else had evacuated except the two of us. No one bothered to come to the studio to tell us that, hey, the building might be on fire. You weren't an essential employee at that time, Bex. No, they were. That's oh, why they you know, That's yeah, why they don't tell them. We're the only we essential. need them to stay on the air. <laughs> we're the only essential people in the building. In a burning building. Yeah, come on. Study your Molotov cocktails before you start making them and chucking them. <laughs> Former Chicopee Mayor Michael Bissonette has joined the law department. In the neighboring town of Holyoke. They're working to rebuild that department, which was left with just one lawyer. So he comes in and tries to fix things in Holyoke with all of his Chicopee ways. Well, not all the Chicopee ways, let's uh, hope. Uh, yeah. I'm not even uh, sure I want to say anything. Never, except for the it fact... Never, it never stopped you before. Except for the <laughs> fact that they were they were talking... When I saw the article yesterday in Mass Live, there is... Um, there are a lot of openings. Um, before Alex Morse even left, there were a number of people working within City Hall uh, positions that not were eliminated, but that people either retired or resigned from, and they were not filled. They had not been filled yet. So you had what had previously been a three or four or five person law department that was basically down to uh one paralegal were a lot of these appointments mayoral appointments i don't know like it was like alex morrison his last couple of weeks saying "Eh, figure it out on their own when i'm gone i don't remember so yeah you don't want the whole thing just run by a paralegal as impressive as those people are you know having a law degree and being in a wheelchair I don't. I don't think that's quite the same. It's a para, paralegal. No, no, that's not it. Well, it's nice that uh, former Chicopee Mayor Bissonette can get himself a nice gig still. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> My God, what's happened to you? <laughs> when did you decide to bite uh, your uh, lips? Uh, mm, <laughs> uh, mm. 
Hey, we got a new taco bar coming to Western Mass. I like the sound of this. Mexcalito celebrating its grand opening today with a ceremonial ribbon cutting downtown Amherst. Mexcalito, apparently the brainchild of the chef Luis Torres from Guadalajara, Mexico. Authentic stuff coming to Amherst for you Mexican food lovers. Still ain't going to get me in Amherst. Really? Eh, I'm not a big fan. I like uh, Amherst. Eh. It's a good place to go. Mm-mm. It, ever since they canceled the taste of Amherst and uh, moved the uh, Mara, what, wait a moment, uh, extravaganza, <laughs> extravaganza, <laughs> ever since they moved that. Uh, yeah, no, I have no use for it. Where would you go for a taco bar then if you're not going to I'm, not a ta- I'm really yeah, not a taco not a, fan. He's not a Mexican uh, food fan. Oh, no. that's no. it. Now we get to the truth of the matter. Fajitas only. <laughs> a majority of Americans say they're pessimistic about the country's direction. New poll from ABC News. In May, 64% of respondents said they felt positive about where the country is headed. Now, 55%. Say they're pessimistic. That's a 20 percentage point reversal. Well, you haven't gotten everybody vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's you part know, of it. You've got uh, the, you know, the the Delta variants uh, mm-hmm. you know, spreading. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's inflation in mm-hmm. a lot of different economic sectors. There's a lot of reasons why people are going, hey, wait a minute now. There's taco bars opening up in Amherst, which nobody wants to go to. That's not true. I want to go. <laughs> but it's, uh, but you know, there's lots of people thinking, hey, wait a minute. Um, shouldn't we be beyond this right now? Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think the vaccination problem is maybe one of the things that's guiding a lot of this. That's part of what's going on. In fact, they're calling it. Here's a new phrase for you. You ready? Vaccine hesitancy. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I I just I had something earlier this morning that that I'm looking for because Herpes. I know I sent it to myself so that I would have it to refer to, um, which is one of these things where. Uh, aside from pessimism, you know, when you're when you're on the edge of retirement, and then you see uh, a story that basically tells you the uh, upcoming stock market crash will be the absolute worst ever. Oh yeah, we've heard this a lot of times. Then it's like, oh well, isn't my timing just great? Yeah, but you know, if you go back and you look at all the fluctuations of the stock market over the years, just with the, between the time that you and I worked together. Mm. It's always rebounded. Yeah, mm-hmm. it mentions that in this article. I don't know why I can't find it. It mentions that in the article, but it also says uh, not not this time. I know that's the ex- they say basically we know that's the excuse that everyone uses every time the market dips, but this time it's not coming back. All right, but in in and what was it? Uh, 2018 or uh, two, when was 2008? 2008. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, people were saying the very same thing. This is the you know the. You know, the, our economy is going to completely sure. drain into the into the crapper, but it it rebounded. Yes, there's a lot of fail safes that have been added to the stock market that exist today that didn't uh, exist back when you had the Great Depression in the, in the you know many many years ago. Great movie about 2008, by the way. They saw the the Big Short. Did you watch that? I did not. Very good. Recommended highly. Big losses ahead for market, terrifying new forecasts. That's what it says. Hmm. If you've got a 401k and you're of a nervous disposition, you probably don't want to look right now. Even by the standards of a super cautious money management firm, it's terrifying. It shows about the worst medium-term forecasts on record for pretty much all assets most of us have in our retirement accounts. 
It's, uh, I've been following this for, for 20 years. I've never seen one this bad, and I've seen some really bad ones like 2000 and 2008. So shift to stocks and bonds for the temporary period of time. There's a, a tendency at certain moments for market followers to roll their eyes whenever anyone mentions gloomy predictions. Those guys have been wrong for years, they point out. Well, not this time. Hmm. Well, again, Great. Um, if you're if you're so if your uh, if your designations are, are are like mutual funds, you know you have some balances there, and you will lose, but you will also make gains. Mm-hmm. And if you don't overreact to any That's of it, right. you you should be in a, in a pocket where <laughs> those mutual funds may lose some uh, some parts to it and may gain some parts I of it. Look it's like my- you don't overreact to this stuff. Right, thank exactly. God I've never been known to overreact. Yeah, thank God for that. Yeah, I'm I'm even keel. I try not to look at my 401k for like years at a time. That's my secret there. Just don't look at it. Yeah, but when you're getting into the last uh, handful of years before it's time to retire, mm-hmm. you start paying attention. See, I look at it all the time, but I look at it just to see where it's going. Mm-hmm. Not to say I'm going to retire anytime soon because I'm not going to. But at least I know what I can expect by the time I turn uh, 65. And it's, again, I realize that things can go up and things can go down. Right now, at this moment, things look pretty good. I realize tomorrow could be a totally different story. Sure. But that's kind of the difference between you know one year to the next. Live in the moment. That's a existence, just like Phil Jackson. That's it. Combining elements of the last two stories, eateries and vaccinations, one California restaurant is bucking the trend by banning vaccinated diners. Basilico's Pasta e Vino in Huntington Beach, they have a history of ignoring coronavirus restrictions. Well, they're continuing to do that. They are serving customers not wearing masks, and on Monday, signs posted on the outside of the eatery read, Notice! Proof of being unvaccinated is required for entry. When uh, when all the chefs and the cooks and the busboys end up with COVID and the owner dies, they'll uh, realize they were idiots. See, it's that, that's that kind of optimism you can look forward to. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not overreacting. No, you're not prone to that <laughs> at all. Here's something you don't want to see pop up on your phone as you're getting ready to take off on an airplane. A picture of a gun. United Airlines flight had to be evacuated ahead of takeoff at San Francisco International Airport after a teenager airdropped a photo of an airsoft gun to other passengers on board who had iPhones. Airplane, airdrop, airsoft. I, uh, I'm not following it. <laughs> well, apparently everyone had to be evacuated, forced to deplane and go through security a second time because of the joke the teenager played. He was not allowed back on the flight, by the way. A spokesperson for the airport says he did not have a gun on him. It was determined the photo was taken at an earlier time at a different location. What about his parents? Right? I, I'm, I mean, you know, it certainly could have been an unaccompanied teenager, but... Uh, they're not really saying whether or not his parents were with him. Mm-hmm. And, and even uh, if they were, it's not like they're going to be monitoring everything he does on his phone. Well, the kid is sitting right next to you. He's practically on top of you. Still doesn't necessarily mean you are paying attention yeah. to everything he does. 
You could teach him right for wrong to start with, though, so he wouldn't do that to begin with. I thank God every day, every single day of my life, that we did not have cell phones when we were kids. <laughs> you think you would have gotten into trouble? I know I would have gotten into trouble. I would. I'd be serving hard time, you know, making small rocks out of big rocks. I'd be. I'd be on a on a work line somewhere with my feet chained to the next guy and and i and i know they would all because i was too stupid to realize gee i wonder what happens if i hit send with all this stupid stuff i'm about to let everybody know about you'd be the andy dufresne of western mass you'd be recycling those broken rocks down through your pants and i'm telling you littering the the yard at the prison yard there with all your rock we are we we may have been the luckiest generation to have avoided all of that stuff yeah and now we'll pay for it by having our retirements destroyed Again. See what it got us? Yeah, listen, uh, all that optimism is just flowing through you. Not overreacting. Well, today's National Scotch Day. We got that going for us, so have a drink, everybody. I don't need a day. <laughs> today's weather. <laughs> He's going to kick that dented can until That's 10 o'clock this morning. Highs in the low 90s today with lots of sunshine. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel, and that's the news to me on Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 754. 651. That's what I meant. And the Rolling Stones and Rock 102. So I'm realizing now uh, the whole middle portion of my life is uh, virtually forgotten. I've I've started watching on uh, HBO Max. Yeah, HBO Max. uh, This documentary on... Woodstock 99 and now what a mess it was oh god yeah but but not just not just the mess it was but also uh the music you know they're, they're talking about uh they've, they've got all different kinds of people who come in and you know pop in and do little segments and um you know they were talking about how this was already past the nirvana stage and unfortunately that was part of the problem because when you came into the uh, Kid Rock, Limp Biscuit, um, uh, what was another one of the biggest band names? Uh, let's see. That I uh, can't remember. Did you? Uh, I know you're a big fan of Insane Clown Posse. Uh, yeah, no, no, not them. Uh, let's see. Megadeth. You talk about Megadeth. I know you're a big Slipknot. fan of that. Slipknot. Slipknot, I think it was another one that they pointed out. Mm-hmm. But but it's just, you know, it was, I don't remember the news stories that said how horrible and disgusting, first of all, this place was based oh, I, on a, on a, on a hygiene level. Oh, um, it was nothing but a mud pit. I, I, it I wasn't mean, mud. That was the worst part. It was, they were, they were not cleaning out the sani cans and there was human waste that people thought was mud yeah and they were basically mud swimming and mud bathing it was human waste now you know that's that's a, a ticket money a ticket price well spent right there uh, it took place at a, a rome uh, air force base by the way yeah that and, was the other problem yep you had the heat of the tarmacs mm-hmm. uh contributing to this Four dollar a bottle of water and four dollars a beer. Um, uh, showers that apparently were not were groping. Uh, you know, they talked about how many women were sexually assaulted because they were crowd surfing, and and every guy who got his hands on a crowd surfing girl 
wasn't holding on to the handles. By the way, when I say Rome, <laughs> I mean I mean Rome, New York. By the way, and yeah. I, I only know that because the last market I worked in was Utica hyphen Rome, which is sort of like the Minneapolis St. Paul of Western New York or Central New York, I should say. And by the way, the mayor of Rome at the time is a guy named Joe Griffo, who I think yeah, yeah. is in this he documentary. Is on, yeah, he is. If you ever want to talk to him, I got his home number right here. I'm, you know, <laughs> the, the thing about uh, festivals, because you could go to, uh, what was it, the, uh, what was the, the other documentary that came out a couple of years ago, the Fire Festival? Fire Festival. So the problem with these things uh, is that from a planning perspective, you know, you you have this idea in your head. Let's let's bring back Woodstock. It's 1999. It's mm-hmm. been since it's you know 20 years since the the, the last one. And the problem in this is, case, 30 years, I think, right? Uh, uh, 69 to 99. Sure, 30 years. But nevertheless, it's like you you your your desire to get something accomplished that's iconic mm-hmm. in one of these festivals. That those days are long gone. You're you're never going to recreate what Woodstock or uh, the Monterey Pop was. None of that stuff is ever going to happen quite like that. So now what you've got is a big corporatized, mm-hmm. poorly run, poorly functional, uh, you know, completely uh, irrelevant event that you can't always control everything that's going to go on. Like in this situation, they probably had it. They figured, well, the lineup en- enough. Should be what we need to do, but they don't figure out, you know, sanitation. They don't figure out food or concessions the way they the the way they should. It's like a movie sequel; they and, never work, and that's and that's why so many of these things wind up hemorrhaging mm-hmm. money. Well, they also pointed it. out that you know the difference in generations. There's, they're interviewing this kid in front of a mural of Jimi Hendrix, and they're. Uh, they were uh, asking trivia questions, and the trivia question was, who is the performer that played the national anthem at the first Woodstock? Kid is in front of this big Jimi Hendrix mural. Um, uh, I don't know. Can you give me a clue? Was it the Beatles? And it was, um, what the hell was it? There was a speech that was given by a performer. Uh, oh, no, it was a big spelling thing. Uh, country Joe and the country fish. Country Joe yeah, and the fish. Yeah. Okay, country. And somebody did this in uh, in '99, uh, and nobody in the crowd got it. Well, nobody the, realized it was a joke. Back to that one. The part part of the problem is the people who attended this concert part of an angry generation. Yeah, compared well, to the people who attended the original Woodstock, mm-hmm. pretty peaceful. Yeah, and they showed you know the fights and the anger and mm-hmm. and and everything there. It's just a I don't I don't even know how many episodes it is, but it's uh, it's sad. You know, in 1969 when the first one happened, mm-hmm. I mean the the ticket price for a three day festival was ridiculously low. Sure. You go into like uh, into some of these festivals that are coming up like this summer or you know next year and it's hundreds of bucks. Mm-hmm. Thousands of bucks in some cases if sure. you want to get the VIP experience where there's you you can go to parties afterward. I mean, I've seen a couple of festivals that are that are coming up like in Las Vegas or in even uh, I think Chicago's got one coming up. And it's like the amount of money I would need to spend to go 
has nothing to do with what happened in 1969 with all them hippies. Well, it's not like it can sneak into Max Yasger's farm like it could in 1969. No. These days, oh. they've got it all gated off. No. There's no way of sneaking in. This play, Even being an Air Force or former Air Force base, there was, there was sneaking in. There was definitely people breaking through and, and getting in through holes in the fence. It's 7 o'clock with Max and O'Brien at Rock 102. Sourced CB... And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Grills, grills, grills. Weber, Big Green Egg, and Traeger Wood-Fired Grills. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Hey, here's a question for you. Let's say I'm a subscriber in good standing to a host of otherwise perfectly fine streaming services. You know, services, you know, like Netflix, Hulu, Prime, some others. And let's say I also happen to be a big fan of the Olympics. Well, there's only so much that I can watch on NBC because they clearly don't have the time or the space to air every possible Olympic event, including the ones I'm most interested in. For example, I wasn't able to watch the U.S. Olympic men's basketball team lose to France because in order to do so, that would have required me to sign up for Peacock, NBC's premium streaming service, and I don't really want to do that. You see, in order for me or for you to enjoy that sort of content, you would need to cough up the extra $4.99 a month to watch. That is unless you are a Comcast subscriber with an X1 cable box. I do not have that sort of luxury. Instead, I have to come up with a $4.99 a month. Now you may say, Baxi, you earn a comfortable living. Surely you could scrounge up five bucks a month. To which I would say, you seem to be incredibly liberal with my money. What you do not uh, quite get is that I am not a bottomless well of cash. I have expenses. I have a budget. I have things I have to pay for that make springing for a peacock, uh, peacock subscription rather unrealistic. And yet, here they are trying to entice me with something that I really don't need once the Olympics are over. Now, there are other ways to stream the Olympics, I suppose, but some of them are pay services, too. In other words, NBC is trying to find a way to pay down the $1.3 billion they spent to broadcast the Olympics, and if paying down means a $5 shakedown every month, then I suppose you gotta do what you gotta do. They're just not gonna get anything out of me. So while they may seem somewhat unpatriotic to let my resistance to additional expenses dictate my support of Team USA, I find that I simply don't care. I will find other ways of using that $4.99 a month. Perhaps I'll apply it to my cable bill or any of my existing uh, subscription services since everyone seems to have their handout for every dollar I earn. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. What kind of mess have you made now? You need a Craftsman Wet Dry Vac. Get one now at Rocky's, only 24 bucks with your Ace Awards card. The July sales flyer is online right now at Rocky's website, and it's loaded with bargains. And you'll find that and more at Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. That's my view from the couch. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock at 714 in Aerosmith on Rock 102. Uh, sunshine this morning and then maybe a chance of an afternoon shower or a thunderstorm and a high of uh, 90. Tomorrow only going up to 76. It's 66 right now in downtown Springfield. A little bit later on this hour, around the 750, we'll give out the next summer stimulus keyword of the day, your chance of winning $1,000. So uh, one of my... Um, Used to be old go-tos, and now it's a new go-to again, is uh, the Drudge Report. Every morning, I uh, I take a look at that, see some of the headlines, decide if there's anything in there that uh, piques my interest enough. I saw an article this morning titled, Pandemic Causes Sexual Innovations. Now, it is written by a gay writer, so it has more 
of a this kind of more of a gay sex uh, lean to it. But there's a lot of heterosexual stuff in here as well, which I found interesting. The coronavirus has highlighted the possible public health benefits of glory holes. Oh, for crying out loud. That's what it said. That's, there are benefits to this? Sexual positions that make use of walls as physical barriers have long been considered niche. Uh, what does niche mean? Niche would be like uh, Good? not mainstream. Uh, it would be like something very specific, like okay. like a, like a, like a specific category of something would be uh, like a, a a particular niche. Yeah. Well, apparently, if you can put walls between you during sex, uh, that's a good idea. Now, I, I remember uh, many years ago where uh, my ex-wife decided to put houses. Between us. <laughs> Several miles in between, in fact. And that was the best thing that happened to her sex life. Exactly. That was niche. Uh, that was yeah. very, very niche. Very niche. <laughs> yeah, but she's got this distance kink that many, yeah. uh, many women yeah. don't have. Oh, yeah, she was into that, boy. That kink stuff. Whew. One study published early in the pandemic showed that 43% of people reported a decrease in the quality of their sex life because of the pandemic. Uh, among participants, they had fewer in, fewer sexual encounters with other people. That makes sense. But also, even uh, self-pleasured less often. Really? Well, I mean, uh, when everybody is home, uh, you know, staying, you know, trying not to, you know, in, in quarantine, you need a little, a little alone time. Yeah. And... Uh, Self gratification went down during COVID. God, I, can, I would. I actually can believe that. Oh, I find that hard to believe. Listen, uh, everyone's got to be out of the house before I even consider it. And uh, you go and, in the bathroom, you turn on a shower. I had a friend of mine who uh, did something called the Stranger. He would paint one hand fingernails and then reach around the curtain in the shower, and it was suddenly like he was with somebody else. He called really? it. Really? He called it the Stranger. Wait, wait a minute. So he paint his fingernails, yeah. reach out of the yes, curtain, yes. and then back around. Yes. yes. So At least this is what he claims. There's no Stretch vid- Armstrong? <laughs> There's no video or anything, so. I can't imagine that. <laughs> I can't imagine why you'd have to. Yeah. Many people are reimagining their own boundaries, thinking of this period of virtual, virtual intimacies, of distance and little physical contact, not as a lack, but instead of sort of a an edge play through sexual discovery. Edge play? There are a lot of people who are parent well, first of all, apparently there are Zoom sex rooms out there. And so Well, why wouldn't there be? Um well, I, I suppose there should be. I mean, you've been able to do that on Skype for years. <laughs> Isn't edge play what the defensive ends do in the not, NFL? They're not in the games I'm watching. All right. Uh <laughs> Edge play apparently uh, is, you know, bringing yourself or someone else, I guess, to the edge of uh, ultimate uh, mm-hmm. satisfaction. Yeah. This, this would be like, you know, you're you're driving in the Daytona 500 mm-hmm. and you see uh, the guy waving the flag and then all of a sudden someone puts like a... <laughs> Like a couple of hay, hay bales in front of your car. Yeah, All of yeah. a sudden, you can't get to the finish line. <laughs> and that's the way you want it. That sounds like a great addition to NASCAR. I'd who's, watch. Who's got the time? A 1994 Wired Top 10 list noted that one of the most popular chat rooms created on AOL, again, this is 1994, 
Uh, of the three most popular, rather, um, three were for gay men, one was for lesbians, and one was for swingers. And again, that's why I told you the uh, the writer uh, was gay and focused a bit more on that. Well, I got I to think that uh, the swingers clubs throughout America, maybe throughout the world, might be the most decimated group of uh, of uh, social organization there is. No more key parties during the pandemic. I mean, everyone's got all these upside down pineapples all all over the place, signifying Wait. their swingers. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh okay. yeah, that's 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 well, code. Okay. Actually, there was a hanky code. The hanky code of the seventies and eighties was an elaborate system of discreet communication where people put different colored handkerchiefs in their right or left pocket mm. to indicate sexual interest. But even still, I mean, whether it's uh, pineapples or hankies or whatever, you know, if you're quarantining and you're distancing and you're wearing masks, I mean, you've you basically everything's been eradicated uh, in the swinger community. I feel so bad for you swingers. Like, yeah, I, I weep for you people. I, I used to long to be among you. Now, uh, and by the way, Either I'm completely being blocked out, uh, but I have a tendency to believe it doesn't really exist. Those people who think down in the villages that there is some kind of a of a signal on the golf cart that uh, indicates to other people that you're available. Oh, really? Uh, it's a, it's either a rumor or I'm on the don't tell him list. I'm going to guess you're on the don't tell him list. Well, it could be that too. But I have not, uh, I have not seen or I have not heard anyone yet confirm that. Was it like a flag you put on your golf cart or something? It like was. That? Uh, I believe it was at one point. It was like, um, uh, what were those fuzz balls? The big, uh, the big fuzz balls. The cush balls. Yeah, something like a cush mm. ball. I think that you'd hang on the back of your golf cart or mm. something like that. I'm sure they change it around. These are very, very uh, creative people. Yeah, but on the villages, doesn't every house have like a, like a, like a bowl of uh, mints and like a bowl of Valtrex just to take care of the <laughs> of the herpes outbreaks no, that most yeah, of you explode see, with? That's what I mean. There, there are there are none of that. It's a very, uh, very clean, very upstanding community. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> according to you. According to the people who live there. Yeah, right. No, but all the news stories talk about the STD rates no, of that place. No. They're exploding. People got like shankers the size of hubcaps. It's STP, <laughs> not, not STDs. Okay, well, whatever they are. There's still something I don't want to go and get. No niche edge play down in the villages, huh? No, I, you know, I, listen. I mean, oh, there it's edge play, but it's at the edge of death. <laughs> <laughs> to see who you can keep on the edge the longest. Yeah, why would you listen? All you people are in the villages are, are close to dying anyway. Yeah, you yeah. edging should not really be uh, what you're looking for. You would get it over with yeah. and move on. So what do you, you can do is let me finish yeah, before no, I'm finished. No delayed gratification for you. What do you care about STDs at that age anyway? Like ah, go for it. Yeah, ah, please. Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. It's just about seven twenty three with Bax and O'Brien of Rock one oh two. Twenty five with Bax and O'Brien of Rock one oh two. Yeah, I'm really uh, trying to talk myself into believing that everything will be fine. This uh, this Block Island trip I have planned for a week from this coming weekend. They're doing a news story starting today that they're putting a mask mandate back in place for indoor uh, places on Block Island. And uh, yeah, but but you know they said they they said that last year they had forty <clears throat> excuse me they had forty five cases. Of COVID, mm-hmm. 
There's, there's got to be hundreds of thousands. E- even last year, I'm sure that there were 100,000 visitors. Maybe not hundreds of thousands. Maybe 100,000 tops. And they said they had 45 cases. They said so far this year they've had a quarter of that. Well, a quarter of that is 11. And there are a lot more people <clears throat> traveling this summer than traveled last summer. And if there's only 11... You know, for the same reason I'm not joining the Vax Millions thing because I believe the odds are against me. Right. The odds would seemingly be against me even immune compromised. And and that, of course, makes the difference. Well, I mean, there's a thousand people that live on that island. And uh, it's quite a few more that visit it every year. But it's not, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think it's two or three times that amount of uh, people at any one given time. But that's a pretty small island. So it's uh, I there's would, only a thousand people on it that live there. Well, I would believe that there's definitely a two or three hundred percent increase in the summer. I don't know. I mean, uh, there's only so much. Uh, there are only so many places for people to stay. All I'm all I'm saying is that I'm day I, trips, I, not I, even staying places. It's such a small community mm-hmm. that to me, uh, I would be very hesitant to go on a place that you could not leave unless you jumped on a ferry or off a cliff. Yeah, well, you could do that too, seen, but I, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, suggest, there too. wouldn't suggest that. Um, it is beautiful, though. Block Island is gorgeous. See, now, the funny thing is, though, I would be more concerned about the ferry because, like, when I went to Long Island last month, um, we went to uh, Port Jefferson. It was the ferry where you wore the mask because, well, I mean, it was a little chilly, so you didn't necessarily go to the outdoor deck. Uh, and if you were indoors, you wore a mask. Yeah, but it's it's going to be August by the time I you're know. there. Everyone's going to be, unless it's raining, everyone's going to be outside. And then what happens then if it's raining? Well, um, I've already paid hundreds of dollars for uh, for an Airbnb. I, I will tell you that if the uh, the weather gets uh, rough uh, on that ferry, mm. and we were going there many years ago with the Boy Scouts, and uh, we were coming back from the island Back to uh, to to to, board, uh, uh, to Galilee, I think it was, and uh, everybody, and I mean everybody on that ferry, was vomiting because of the uh, the rough waves and everything. And I know you're real, you got a real tender stomach. Uh, oh yeah, well, plus I'm a I'm a seaman from way back. Yeah, the only ones that weren't vomiting were me and the crew. Mm. For whatever reason, I don't get I don't get seasick. I think it's that nautical well, seafaring Portuguese Mediterranean heritage of mine. If it if it's crappy weather, I may have to uh, invest in the uh, high speed ferry instead of the the regular speed. I, the regular speed is like fifty five minutes across. I think the high speed is like a half an hour. I don't mind throwing up in my car for a half an hour. I've done that a hundred times. <laughs> What's the extra cost for that uh, high speed? I'm uh, not dealer, sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. Actually, uh, it's probably not that bad because we're not taking the car. How are you going to get around? A hitchhike. You're going to hitchhike? Yeah. Who's going to pick you up? Uh, whoever. You're renting a car when you're there? No, 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 no. We're going to, uh, we're going to, uh, have you seen the price of car rentals these days? Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. You, you got to get around. The little they, scooters or something like that? We'll probably get a scooter. Mm-hmm. Or they've also, um, not surprisingly, they've blocked Uber and Lyft. They don't allow those on the island because they have 17 cab companies that 
probably are all family based and yep. have been around forever. And they will jack so, that price way uh, I'm sure, up. I'm sure the price is a little bit higher in the summer. But on the other hand, if the COVID numbers are up, do you want to get in a cab? Well, these are the kinds of questions you're going to have to answer yourself for the next uh, yeah, seven days. I'm screwed. It's 729. News is next on Rock 102. It's 734 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news, and it is brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, receive 15, uh, 1,500 hours off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit YankeeHomeImprovement.com and always use the keyword Rock 102. Filling in for Steve Nagel this week is Dave Coombs from Laser 99.3. Now, we were talking about choppy seas earlier with the ferry system. They're having that right now over in Tokyo. There's a typhoon that's going through the area there and uh, a tropical storm as well, making the surfing a lot of fun, apparently. But other problems continue to exist. Uh, it looks like Simone Biles may be out of the team competition in gymnastics due to an unnamed injury. And the U.S. women's softball team, by the way, playing right now in the gold medal game against Japan, at least it was scheduled. I don't know if this is ongoing right now and what the weather conditions are like in Tokyo. Did you see yesterday that a boat nearly ran over some competitors in the Olympic men's triathlon? No. A a pleasure boat or a <laughs> monitoring boat with the Olympics? The latter, John. Apparently, they I never know which one's latter and which is former. They needed a boat to sort of guide the swimmers mm-hmm. in this portion of the triathlon. Well, apparently, this boat got in the way of another boat containing cameras that NBC had, and that boat was the one that nearly ran over some of the competitors. Ah, it took about boy. 13 seconds before the buzzer sounded again, signaling a false start. But by that time, many of the swimmers were already 200 meters out in the water. They didn't hear the buzzer. Or churned up by the propeller. Yeah, It's like, it was, uh, like the boat being captained by... Ronnie Dangerfield and uh, Caddy. Yeah. Hey, it's uh, my buddy. You know that? <laughs> In any case, the race had to be restarted about 10 minutes later. So imagine that, just another problem at the Tokyo Olympics. I tell you, this uh, this Simone Biles thing, I, I can't even find it yet on the internet. And I'm, and I'm going directly to NBC because um, obviously they've got all the coverage. And uh, the idea that, that she's out of the team competition, they say she, she will still perform as uh, the individual competitions, but they don't know whether it's uh, an injury or, or what it is at this point. Well, CBS is saying that it is an apparent injury. So it's, CBS. it's some, CBS. Something's going on. But mm. you know, who knows? Yeah, I guess they said she, uh, she did one routine yesterday where she winced uh, at the end. So... I got to. I told you, my niece did this at Minichog for for a while, and I remember a few times when she would have ace bandages wrapped around her ankle, and still out there, you know, doing full sprints to do the uh, pummel horse and mm-hmm. and uh, the balance beam, and it's like, oh, I, I get a, I get, I get a hangnail. I'm out. I I, I know people whose uh, whose kids are well into it like like very competitive level like higher than high school type of competitive level and uh these kids are getting hurt all the time yeah. and they're always performing you know these events mm-hmm. with hamstrings soft tissue damage uh you know mashed up knees and feet even you think about you know like you know your wrists you yeah. know, on like uneven parallel bars or some of these other, i mean just it's it, it takes its toll on a young woman's body 
uh, to that level that even you know uh, you know Simone Biles, who's like one of the best of all time, at some point you, the body tells you, hey, you know what? We've had enough. Well, I'm a I'm a nail biter. I bite a nail that accidentally doesn't come off all the way, and then I try putting a like a golf glove on over it, right. and it hurts. I'm done. <laughs> well, well, that's that's fascinating. <laughs> and by the way, John did mention the fact there's breaking news with Simone Biles. It is we literally just watched Hoda Kotb deliver the news on NBC maybe two minutes ago. Well, so, but I've had it on hold for about forty minutes. Okay, so I don't know how long ago that actually came out. But yeah, yeah, she's uh, she's out of the team competition. All right, here's a sport that should be an Olympic sport. A Florida man named Riza Bellucci attempted and failed for the third time to run across the ocean. He was using one of those floating hamster wheels, for lack of a better phrase. Mm-hmm. He says he was attempting to float the bubbled vessel from Florida to Bermuda to raise money for charity. He's been rescued several times previously from his, quote, hydro bubble. It had to be done again yesterday. Well, that's not even the entire ocean. Yeah, it's not really across right. the ocean. Mm-hmm. It's across some of the ocean. Well, maybe then he was going to go from Bermuda somewhere else after that, but he didn't even make it to Bermuda this time. Yeah. Uh, how, does he, uh, how do you breathe in those things? I, I assume there have to be air holes that remain above the ocean. I thought it rolls. Yeah, what, but what, they, I think, what do they call the thing? I think a portion of it rolls. I don't know. A floating hamster wheel? That's what I call it. A bubble vessel? Bubble vessel. A hydro mm. bubble? Those are the words I'm seeing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually getting blocked. Oh, there it is. Yeah. No, I think he can breathe out of the sides. Mm-hmm. It, it looks kind of like a... Like a like a thread spool. Yeah. So the the paddles work underneath at the bottom of the device, leaving the top of the device available for uh, air. I guess. So you're not spinning around uh, in, in, like a gyroscope. No, I guess you're maintaining a uh, thing. Yeah. The, yeah. the sides are open air, yeah. so he'll he can uh, he can probably gets a good cross breeze. Yeah. You're just mm-hmm. activating the paddles underneath. Apparently, I'm not sure why you'd want to do this. I don't either. I wouldn't want to do it across uh, Five Mile Pond. I wouldn't do it across the Connecticut River. Yeah. Well, of course not the Connecticut River. That's got a that's got a current. I'm not even doing it across Five Mile Pond. Well, I got I currently have no plans to do it. <laughs> Speaking of Florida, the last victim of the Florida condo collapse has been identified. That brings the final death toll to 98. The final victim of the collapse of the Champlain Towers South Condo happened on June 24th in Surfside, Florida. That victim has been identified. And again, the final death toll from that tragedy, 98. Rescuers officially concluded recovering remains and removing all the debris from the site a few days ago. It is kind of weird. It was actually more than a few days ago that they removed most of that um, debris to another site where they could then go through it even more because... You know, you you don't know how many. They made it sound like an awful lot of those bodies were recovered intact, mm-hmm. which hard to believe. It's right? kind of hard to believe. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know, for the final one to be uh, identified, my guess is we're talking about tissue um, that was identified. But it's just amazing the idea of taking all of that stuff, knowing that there's still human remains inside of it putting it on trucks and moving it somewhere else so that you can go through it there. Um, it's kind of gory. 
A former Massachusetts State Police trooper who was suspended for 18 months, then fired because of a social media post, wants his job back. And he's filed a lawsuit in order to return to the force. Nicholas Holden filing the lawsuit in Suffolk Superior Court earlier this year. He's demanding a judge give him his job back and have the state police give him back pay as well for the time that he missed. Back pay? Be lucky to get any front pay. Ain't gonna get none of it. The former trooper was fired in August of 2020 after officials within the state police became aware of a social media post created by him. The post discovered on a private Facebook account called Massachusetts State Police and was discussed by command staff. The post by Holden read, don't be a P, which I think would be either the R-I-C-K word or the U-S-S-Y word. I don't know what you're talking about. Don't be a P. Go out and kick some ass with your FTO. I think it really could have freaked you out, and it would have been uh, like uh, psilocybin. It's got a silent P. You're there, right. There's only four asterisks after P here, oh, John, okay. so I'm uh, assuming it's a yeah. five-letter word. I don't yeah. know. What do I Or know? like psychologist. Yeah, psychologist, psychiatrist. Mm-hmm. Uh, Maybe that's what his lawsuit could claim. Yeah, right. Silent P. <laughs> I was temporarily <laughs> insane, and that's why I posted it on social media. Good luck getting your job back, pal. The UMass Medical School in Worcester hoping to create a mobile app geared toward helping teens quit vaping. Apparently about 20% of high school students report using vapes and e-cigarettes. Yeah, my, my kids don't, uh, don't use that at all, and, and thank God. They were saying this morning on, uh, I forget where, now where I saw the story, that uh, TikTok apparently has mm-hmm. uh, quite a number of pro-vaping videos. Um, so it, it's I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it in the in the amount of uh, time, the the frequency that I saw it a year ago. Oh, I maybe don't, two yeah, years ago. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, you don't because it's a tremendous amount of smoke in an exhale from vaping versus like cigarettes. And you know when you see that car in front of you, that almost looks like it's the uh, van on the median in Up in Smoke. From uh, Cheech and Chong, Chong. yeah, yeah, and it's just one guy uh, vaping. I haven't, I haven't seen it in a while. I saw that story about uh, TikTok, and you're uh, you're right about that. TikTok has got uh, an enormous influence on today's youth between uh, you know vaping and do you want to grow your own mushrooms and uh, you know Greta Van Fleet uh, videos. That that has changed society completely. The woman from Court TV? No, that's Greta Van Susteren. But I can see where you would be confused. No, no, no. You're talking about the one who uh, traveled with uh, Hansel through the woods. Oh, that's Gretel. <laughs> Where are you going to go with Gretel? I don't know. Uh, or Hansel. Tobacco companies, by the way, saying that vaping, as you guys were suggesting, not as harmful as cigarettes. And that's part of the messaging that's going out there to kids and allowing them to continue doing what they're doing. But, you know, just because you don't inhale doesn't mean that the smoke can't be dangerous and create create mouth cancers and things well, like that. So. Yeah, I mean, we were going to do a, a great vexing vape event uh, to to, to uh, mirror the big bonk and smoke. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, that, that never, that never you, flew. You don't inhale? Well, you vape? can, I guess. I don't know. I would think you'd have to. I mean, what's the sense if you're not inhaling it, particularly I, for people who use it as a smoking cessation program? How are you supposed to develop the uh, that good old 
popcorn lung thing. We, we have an expert here if you want to talk to. We have uh, a youngster who's an intern. Maybe she could provide a little input here. I'm a little bit worried about that. <laughs> <laughs> Karen Allen will be on hand recreating her role as Marion Ravenwood in Raiders of the Lost Ark to mark the film's 40th anniversary. Special screening will take place at the Norman Rockwell Museum in Stockbridge, August 25th, and Karen Allen will be on hand. Now, does uh, Harrison Ford's kids still go to Amherst College? Mm, if they're stupid. I think they've been there for like eight years. I, I don't know. I was going to say, maybe he's gone on to, yeah. a, to a, uh, an advanced degree. But yeah. you know, for a while, yeah. Harrison Ford was coming out here all the time. Is this his kid with Callista Flockhart then? Or, or yeah. Is, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, and, and, and they, you know, they, the kid was going to Amherst College. And uh, you know Harrison Ford would just show up in Amherst and hmm. you know go to Antonio's for a slice of pizza or you know, you know, you know go to like uh, you know the Newberry Comics and hang out and look for like uh, like skateboards or whatever <laughs> and then that's uh, and he'd hang out now can you imagine him and Karen Allen just uh, you know getting together uh, you know shooting the breeze mm-hmm. and talking about the good old days my Could- guess is he doesn't want anything to do with her really probably got a restraining order in fact I think a lot of people have restraining orders against Karen Allen. <laughs> Sure, instead of, sure that's not, not true. Instead of the other way around, her with a restraining yeah. order against him. You're probably right, John. Yeah, I've heard oh. a lot of weird behavior about her. Or is it, no, wait a minute. Was it Karen Allen or Karen Black? Karen Allen. It was. No, I, yeah, think, but, I think it's Karen Carpenter you're thinking of. Uh, no, she didn't have any restraining orders. <laughs> well, I think she did have one from Subway. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think... Uh, <laughs> We've never spoken to Karen Black. Uh, yeah, but no, no, but I'm just trying to remember which one was the one who they thought was a little. Uh, well, I think you're thinking of Margot Kidder. Uh, she no, was off she the was rails. A, she's a different one too. All right, but yeah, there was a Karen in there somewhere. But yeah, I, I think Karen Carpenter's only uh, restraining order was from either Subway or uh, Taco Bell. I forget which. Today is National Bagpipe Appreciation Day, gentlemen. Jesus, we got to appreciate everything in this world. Yep. Apparently so. Ba- it's- bag. Oh, bagpipe? Yes. Oh. And it's also National New Jersey Day as well. Yeah, two things I don't particularly care for. Well, New Jersey's not all bad. There's some mm-hmm. nice spots in New Jersey, but bagpipes? Mm-hmm. I actually like bagpipes. <sighs> I do. I, I like the uh, I like the sound. Really? Yes. Yeah, very romantic. No, it's not. It's the most annoying musical <laughs> instrument there it's, is. It's, Take it from a windbag over there himself. Very horny. No can. No hearing can. Uh, <laughs> bagpipes. Highs in the early, uh, low 90s today with lots of sunshine. I'm Dave Coombs filling in for Steve Nagel, and that's the news to me on Rock 102. Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 754 and Journey in Rock 102. So... What I'm reading now from, uh, it says NBC Channel 4. I don't know if that's New York. Oh, it's Los Angeles. Uh, Simone Biles will not be competing in remaining events of the women's gymnastics team finals. She appeared to suffer an injury in her first event, the vault. She had an uncharacteristically poor performance, and she failed to stick the landing. Afterwards, she could be seen being evaluated by trainers. However, it was announced on the broadcast that she was being sidelined for a mental injury, for a mental issue, not an injury. Hmm. A mental you know, issue. You got to think. I mean, what we heard about a month or so ago with the uh, with um, Naomi Osaka, Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, Biles has already said in an interview before that she's felt like she's had the weight of the world on her 
for these competitions. I mean, again, these are these are kids. Um, and it could very well be, it could also be a combination of things. A mental issue could affect your physical performance right. and you could end up getting injured because your head's not in it the way it needs to be. Well, I mean, it, it's still a new story, so I'm sure, I'm sure we'll, we'll hear more throughout the day. Or maybe we won't. I mean, if it's something, yeah, uh, if it's something you know, real personal or you know, mental, she may not want to come out publicly and say, "Hey, this is what's going on." But, but they, at this point now, are still saying that she will perform in the individual competitions. Uh, Rock One Hundred Two wants to boost your bank account this month with the Rock One Two Summer Stimulus, built by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. Every weekday throughout the remainder of the week, we'll give you a chance to uh, win a thousand dollars, the daily national prize, by giving you the keyword of the day. When you hear the keyword of the day, go to rock102.com and you enter it, spelled correctly, and it could be worth uh, the Daily National Prize of $1,000. Brought to you by Dave Miner Exterior Home Improvements. You can visit them at daveminerroofing.com. It's all part of the classic rock summer here on Rock 102. Today's keyword is the word water. 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 W-A-T-U-R. Not even close. Uh. W-A-T-U-R. E-R. 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 Uh, water. As in, like, water. Mm, All right? So there you yeah. go. <coughs> and good luck to you. Uh, speaking of the Olympics, you, you remember how the Norwegian beach volleyball team was fined because they didn't wear bikini bottoms and wore shorts instead? Yes. Did you see who picked up their fines for them? Pink. Yeah, pink. Pink. Yeah. The artist, good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good for her. Did yeah. she actually have the money? That was like 150 bucks per player. She's, I mean, I think she can afford that. She's got the money. Yeah. Did you see, by the way, I, I, I never knew this before team beach handball is a team sport yes there's a goal it's not slapping a ball off a wall which is what i always thought handball was <laughs> right that's but, the thing they play at the villages john yeah, well no that's pickleball that's, that's pickleball pickleball <laughs> uh but yeah team beach handball is a team sport with a goal how, yeah we don't do that at our beaches yeah. how, how about three on three basketball i was watching some of that yesterday there's three-on-three three basketball mm. yeah. at the Olympics. That's a real thing. Yeah. They also, every now and then, they do these uh, just exhibition-only sports. They're mm-hmm. not actual medal events. Right. But they're, they're events that they're hoping at some point will become a medal event. Mm-hmm. And that's happened before. I remember when, when synchronized swimming first came out, that was an exhibition event. Now it's my favorite event of the entire Olympics. Well, now there's synchronized diving, too. I know. That's, it's so wonderful. Mm-hmm. You also, they had uh, two 13-year-olds, 13-year-old Chinese kids uh, win medals. In, I think they won medals in um, skateboarding. Mm-hmm. 13 years old. At 13 years old, the only thing I cared about was seeing an errant boob between two scrambled uh, channels on my cable system. That's yeah. all I cared about. You got a gold in that. Yeah, no, I didn't. No, I, no, I always placed third. Mm. Heartbreaking for you. You're damn right. It's 758 a Rock 102. The backs don't. Rock 102 Springfield's classic rock. It's 812. And Billy Squire on Rock 102. Morning sun, probably uh, some afternoon showers or thunderstorms as we go up to near 90. But tomorrow, uh, the other way around, morning showers and then sunshine later in the day, but a high of only 76. It is uh, 68 right now. 71, actually, in downtown Springfield. So, uh, again, just to repeat what we've uh, learned within the past few, uh, well, within the hour, Simone Biles is out of the team competition at the Olympics. 
there is a lot of speculation going on as to whether it is a physical injury or a mental injury or possibly a combination of both. But um, they they say, and I don't know how you do this if you have a physical injury, but they say that she will compete as an individual, uh, just that she is out of the team competition. So, uh, but they're also saying right now that she's on the floor. She she's in the gymnasium where with the team. She's standing with the team. They didn't show her on camera, so I don't know whether she's in uniform or she's in street clothes or or what she is, but they said she's there. So, um, obviously she's not laid up somewhere. Well, I mean, she, and so th- certainly not COVID if she's out in public. Well, we see, there's a lot that we don't know. There's been some speculation that this could be physical. It could be mental or a combination of, uh, of both. Do you guys know who, uh, you or Dave know who, uh, uh Bonnie Blair is? Yeah, speed skater, right? Uh, no, speed- she was in that TV show uh, Life and Times of Molly Dodd. I know, I believe it was. Is that uh- that's Blair Brown? <laughs> Blair Brown. Mm-hmm. Eh? <laughs> I, I do believe gonna- I won a pie. Though. Okay, you you win a pie, yeah, piece. Yeah. yeah. No, Bonnie Blair was one of the all-time great female speed skaters. Mm-hmm. And when I worked in Milwaukee, the Olympic training facility was in milwaukee mm-hmm. for 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 skating yep because eric hyden was from eric that region. Hyden, dan jansen mm-hmm. you know bonnie Bla- they're all from that area mm-hmm. and i knew other people that were uh also speed skaters and what they all told us was that the you know it's it's one thing to be the best in the world and at one point all three of those guys were the best in the world um the amount of pressure yep. that is placed on all the athletes is enormous but when you're an athlete that's considered to be the favorite going in like dan jansen would be a perfectly good yeah. uh, uh example the amount of pressure that is on one of these athletes as a favorite to win a gold medal not just a medal to win the gold medal is enormous part of the pressure is placed upon yourself but there's a lot of pressure being placed on the the team mm-hmm. your sponsors uh your coaches everybody to the point where you wonder how is is that kind of pressure worth it yeah i mean to to win a gold medal to win more than one gold medal to have that kind of expectation constantly following you you wonder is is it worth competing at that level or to be ready to compete at that level and dan jansen had a couple of situations where you know, he fell yeah. in the middle of, of competition and wasn't able to win his gold medals. Laces tight? No. He it, he had a sister who had died of, uh, I think it was it was cancer. Yes. And it, she died literally right before his first Olympics. <clears throat> and he was the odds-on favorite to win. And he just tripped. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, you, I don't know if you're aware of this, but speed ca- skating, mm-hmm. uh, the ice... It's very slippery. Yeah, well, and, if you don't tie and, your and skates the, properly, the skates are extra long too. Right, so, yeah. and if you bump into a, the the uh, the mm. guy next to you or or whatever, you're going well, down. The other thing too to keep in mind, uh, skaters aside, is we've all seen the headlines for years now of what young female gymnastics have had gymnasts have had to endure, whether it was Larry Nasser. Or the support of the USA Gymnastics Federation. You've been a lot of uh, a lot of criticism about the Carolis. Yeah, yeah. So I, there, there's a lot of stuff going through the heads of female gymnasts. I would say 
both in the Olympics and even not in the Olympics. So, yeah, when you add all this on top of that, um, you, you can certainly see where there might be uh, an issue. But I don't understand. If it's a physical issue, I don't know how you drop out of the team performances, but you continue the individual performance. Because, because team, she can't handle both, maybe. Well, so it's physically and mentally. It's there, like too much. There's that, but the, the individual uh, events don't begin until Thursday. You're buying yourself uh, a little right. bit of time. Okay. Team, you know, The team exercises yeah. are going on right now. Yeah. Well, the, the other thing that, that adds a layer of pressure here is – Playing and training for the same sport for years and years and years. Imagine the monotony that exists in, say, training to be a speed skater and doing nothing else. For years, to your point, John, we've also heard warnings about how athletes should play other sports instead of concentrating on, say, soccer since the age of five. You grow weary of playing the same sport over and over again, I, and you don't develop muscles that you would develop in other sports. I do have an appreciation for the monotony of doing something for years and years <laughs> and years. Yes, it's <laughs> called the Baxton O'Brien Yes, show. It, it is uh, putting us in the Hall of Fame, but nevertheless, uh, it does not eliminate the monotony. <laughs> uh, and every, the pressure. Every day, it's uh, the same, same load of garbage same same people. time, the same like a, building. Like a meat grinder, a nonstop <laughs> garbage. <laughs> Your point? Sorry I had to hear that, folks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, what was there even <laughs> the point? Yeah. I, I forgot. Imagine the pressure I feel filling yeah. in for Steve Nagel yeah, on those, this legendary those, show. Those Come are, on, man. Those are large, Have a little sympathy. Lo- those yeah. are looming shoes right you know, there. How many times I've swung at your leg when you walked by <laughs> out in the hallway? No, I mean, it, it, it takes an extraordinary amount of commitment, and the, and the pressure is is real sure. and, and one of those people that I, that I knew uh, who had been a, a speed skater you know had spent a good deal of his life trying to make the Olympic team and at the time that he was close to doing it he said I can't I can't do this anymore yeah. I, yeah. I'm 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 destroying my body to compete at this level he said you know could I have made the Olympics yeah could I have maybe meddled he said who knows but you know what it took the commitment uh, you know, mentally and, uh, you know, with, fa- you know, I mean, they, they literally weren't spending any time with their family. They weren't spending enough time at yeah. school or with their friends. They were literally just training for their event. You talk and- about what it does to your body. There's a, they keep showing them on NBC news. There's, there's great photography of, uh, of Simone Biles in performances. I mean, they've got photos of her in midair. They've got photos of her upside down. They got photos, all kinds of really cool still shots in the middle of a performance, and you look at her body, I mean, just to do the gymnastics is one thing. Again, going back to, you know, when my niece used to do gymnastics, none of these girls were built like they were weightlifters. Um, She's built like a weightlifter and doing gymnastics, which is kind of a little unusual. But, I mean, the amount of training that she must be doing – between the combination of weightlifting and gymnastics, it's it's I I would I don't know how anybody does that. When you, when you go look back at the uh, the like Nadia Comaneci when she was uh, mm-hmm. competing, and you look at the 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 muscular structure of of her body compared to you know what's out there yeah. today. I mean, these kids, you're absolutely right. They're not just training on those events, and not just on the vault, and not just floor exercises, and not just on even parallels. They're working out in between all that stuff. Yeah, it, it's yeah. like nonstop physical activity, which only fuels the pressure that they're under. Babe, but, Babe Ruth's body 
versus a modern major major yeah. league baseball yeah. player's that's, body, that's right? Why I always I always appreciated the the weightlifting competitions because mm-hmm. these guys seem like just big fat dudes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they're not. I know they're real powerful guys, sure. and they could you know probably you know crack me over their knee if they really wanted to. But it's like at least I could relate to a guy who's morbidly obese lifting stuff off the ground. I mean, I can I can relate to but that. Because there's, there, there's a difference in weightlifting between uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh the bulky the big bulky guy yeah where you almost don't even see defined muscle on him until he goes and picks up a, a, a barbell but um you know and again think about a month ago what uh naomi osaka went through i mean this is this is not easy stuff i would imagine combined with having no family with you you are completely alone on the other side of the world uh, and and the training and stuff that you've done in the past year because of the pandemic has changed everything that you knew before that. I thank God every day of my life that I and my children were never saddled with physical, uh, you know, talent or athleticism. Mm. What a what a, we we really lucked out. How, you supposedly were a great first baseman. Like a little league, yeah, that's first baseman, but that's the uh, that wasn't very. That's not saying very much. And it took him years to get past first base. Yes, it, well, because there was a and they never got to the keg at second. Uh-huh. It's eight twenty two when Rock one hundred two. Attention HVAC professionals, your skills and expert. Eight twenty nine with Baxter O'Brien at Rock one hundred two. It's time for news. Filling in for Steve Nagel today is Dave Coombs from Laser ninety nine three. If you've got kids going back to school, they're going to have to continue to wear masks indoors. It looks like Massachusetts public health officials gearing up for the federal government's expected authorization of COVID nineteen vaccines for kids under twelve, and that would include the continued wearing of masks inside school buildings, including adults, the teachers, the staff. Probably. The custodians. I would think. Yeah. So get used to it. Well, I'm planning to open my mask stand by next month. More health news. The haze that we experienced yesterday in Western Mass apparently caused by the jet stream coming down from Canada and the western portion of the United States bringing the smoke from wildfires out there in our direction. Great. Some oh, peop- actually, this is going to help my mask stand. Yeah. Some people re- reported <laughs> smelling burning plastic yesterday. Oh, no, I, w- I was burning plastic. Ah, mm. So you just added to the health risks that I'm, you're experiencing. I'm yesterday. looking to blast through the ozone. I really, I'm, uh, you know, I'm not, I never made any money on lemonade. So I've, uh, I've uh, built a, a mask stand uh, that I'm going to, uh, I'm going to put somewhere in some high traffic area. I haven't figured out where yet. And I'll uh, and I'll sell them for you know, like a, a buck a piece. I know people that having uh, that had flag burning parties when the restrictions were lifted in Mask Massachusetts. Burning, <laughs> they took their masks, they threw them in the uh, in the bonfire, yeah. and they said to hell with that. But now you got to go out, get yourself a brand new uh, set of masks. Well, just come to John's mask stand. I'll be out there as soon as I have a location picked. I'll let you know. How about uh, that one in Chickabee where they were going to knock down well, a bunch put, of buildings for Cumberland Farms? Put the Cumberland Farms. Yeah, I don't really like to hang out in that neighborhood. Well, you may not sell lemonade, but you could have sold some Molotov cocktails to some guys in Holyoke the other night. Apparently, they exploded one of those babies 
outside of a house and then returned to that same house and shot it up with some bullets. The incident began about 12.50 in the morning on Sunday. Police receiving the report of an explosion at Homestead Ave in Holyoke. Responding officers then found the remains of a Molotov cocktail in the driveway. I'm guessing there's somebody who lives there that somebody doesn't like. Really? What clue, Jen? The Molotov cocktail followed by the shooting at the house. Maybe it's just a big misunderstanding. It could be, or they could have the wrong house. Molotov cocktail is a local drink, and all she wants to do is dance. That's all I know. Uh, I see what you're doing there Uh with the uh Don Henley song. Former Chicopee Mayor Michael Bissonette has joined the law department in the neighboring town of Holyoke. They're trying to rebuild their law department, which was left with just one attorney. Will he be uh, hiring any former Chicopee police officers to help uh, staff the office? <laughs> I, I don't uh, I don't know. John, any interest or not? Uh, in your next story, absolutely. <laughs> once, a, once upon a time, John would have had plenty to say. Yeah, well, those are days long gone. About Mayor Bissonette? No, next oh. story. <laughs> about your next story, whatever that would be. <laughs> How about the Mexcalito Taco Bar coming to downtown Amherst? The grand opening is today at 3. Aren't we going? No, I've got plans. I've already got I've already got dinner kind of planned yeah. out tonight. So, uh, but uh, no, listen, I love tacos as much as anybody else. I'm having a Stromboli. Really? I, yeah, I bought one the other day. It, uh, very, very unusual. I, you know, I go grocery shopping uh, a couple of times a week. I can't somehow manage to find a way to do six days worth of shopping at once. So I end up going like every three days. And uh, usually getting exactly the same things every time. Exactly the same aisles for exactly the same items. And then the other day I went and I saw this, uh, I think I got lost for a moment because I went outside of my comfort zone and I found myself in an unusual aisle with uh, prepared foods. And um, I saw this Stromboli thing and I said, wow, that looks interesting. So I bought it. Have you ever had a Stromboli? No. Do you no. know what a Stromboli is? Don't know what a Stromboli is. No. A Stromboli is basically like a pizza, except it's all rolled up. Oh. As opposed to like a calzone, which is folded over. I remember when we used to have those calzones every day. Yeah. Remember? I do remember the With calzone. With Mr. Steinbrenner. I do. He would, uh, he would, uh, he got hooked on the calzones yeah. and before you knew it. He said, George, get me the calzone. Yeah. That's right. And they're delicious. I don't know where he is with that calzone. Well, you could pair up your Stromboli with a taco from the Mexcalito Taco Bar. Again, opening at 3 o'clock today, officially with a ceremonial ribbon cutting. The chef, Luis Torres, from Guadalajara, Mexico. So it's going to be authentic Mexican stuff. And speaking of Strombolis, there's a California restaurant which is an Italian place called Basilico's. And apparently they have a history of ignoring coronavirus restrictions. They've taken it to the next level now. They've got a sign on their front door that says you need proof of being unvaccinated in order to how enter about, their business. How about if I just come into your place and cough all over everything? I, I think it sounds like they'd be okay with that, John, yeah, based yeah. on the sign I'm reading here. You know, you said you wouldn't wish this on somebody. Now I think I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty uh, sure I do. Uh, Basilico's Pasta y Vino, by the way, in Huntington Beach, California, in case you're planning on a road trip. Mm. Or you could fly out there. Just maybe don't take a United Airlines flight for various reasons. They had problems on one of those earlier this week. 
had to be evacuated ahead of takeoff at San Francisco International Airport after a teenager sent a photo of an airsoft gun to other passengers on board. God, I love teenagers. He used the airdrop feature on your iPhone. Of course, that allows you to airdrop automatically photographs to other people with iPhones. And he airdropped a picture of an airsoft gun, which freaked everybody out. That's not what you want to see when you're about to take off. You can send pictures to people who are not necessarily in your contacts? Yes. On airdrop, yes. Anyone in your vicinity who also has an iPhone. What's the vicinity? I don't know what the uh, range is, but it could be a few feet. Yeah. It could be you know uh, a, a couple of yards. I mean, I, I don't know. Oh, it's not like uh, next door, even or mm, a block over. To- no, it's 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 like if you were going to share a document between people, like in a conference room, mm. you could do it that way. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and, and the fuselage of. Uh, of a international flight or whatever the hell it is, I'm sure you can get enough people to get the image. Actually, I think it was going to Boston. Whatever. I mean, you could you could probably get enough people to get it. Oh, of course, that doesn't mean you accept it. You know, if you get uh, like an airdrop message, I think you, you don't have to. I think it automatically shows up on your phone, if I'm not mistaken. And by the way, this flight was from San Francisco to Orlando. Orlando. Yeah. And everyone had to be evacuated off the flight because of this teenager's prank. Uh, I still want to know if the kid's parents were there and uh, how long he's going to be in timeout for. Oh, he'll be standing in the corner for a while. The uh, folks, by the way, who deplaned had to go back through the airport check-in process, back through security all over again before they could board the plane and fly to their destination. By the way, uh, timeouts are not usually effective for teenagers. They they kind of age out of a timeout. Well, yeah, you, you do what you got. Yeah, that's one of the most... Re- Did they take all the bags off the plane? That's a good point. I don't know. I mean, making the people get off the plane mm-hmm. and having to go through... I did one time in Orlando, uh, and I was running late, which is very unusual because I'm an extremely punctual person, uh, and I went and got on the wrong tram, and uh, so I went to the wrong terminal, and when I realized I was in the wrong terminal, I got back onto the tram, went back into the hub of the airport, and then when I tried to get to the proper tram, they stopped me and made me go all through TSA again because I had left Makes sense. the hub. Po- no, it doesn't. <laughs> what, did I, what did I get at the other end of the tram? You, you, could, you could have been uh, given a shiv by somebody uh, in a bathroom or please. something like that. Were they laughing at you when this is happening? No, they weren't laughing. They, they don't, those people don't laugh. I would be laughing my ass off. Yeah. No, you got to go back. Yeah. No, I had to go all the way through TSA again, and I'm sure I'm, I, I was not picked uh, just for this. I'm guessing that was their policy. Well, as ridiculous as it is, look, the baggage had already been properly screened, so the baggage didn't That's have what to I be mean. taken off. So, if the baggage on this thing didn't have to be taken off, then what? What kind of, you know, I received an un- unsolicited uh, airdrop. Well, why are you? Weren't they able to? Deter- they determined who this kid was, right? Before, before they went anywhere, right? Yes. Yes, they determined who the kid was, uh, where it originated from. Well, before they evacuated the plane? Well, it's, if I'm mis- I got to remember the last time I received an airdrop 
message. It tells you who is sending it to you. Okay. So I so mean, pull the kid off the plane. <laughs> take his parents with him. Right. But if this kid actually had a gun, they probably feel like they need to do the security sweep uh, of the plane to make sure you can get everybody back on before you take off. Plus, you don't. If you're just one of the other passengers, you don't recognize the name of the person who originated yeah, the know, message when it, when it comes to 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 uh, air travel mm-hmm. you know We're stupidity yeah. tends to be very inconvenient for people yeah remember you know i mean come on we're 20 years out from 9-11 and i just think the entire tsa is a waste of governmental time it just it, it, you know we boarded planes for Hundreds of years before TSA came along. Yeah, but how many times does Richie Neal have to tell you? Yeah, you know that. Yeah. Uh, how many plots we, how we many, prevented? How many of these things do we thwarted yeah. as a result of their efforts at the TSA? We don't know, Richie, because you can't prove a negative. We are on the verge of extreme wetness here in Western Mass. In, verge? Oh, I know that's the verge thing. in record amounts. Springfield has reached the third wettest July on record, and we've got, what, almost another week of the month remaining. Boston, second wettest July in the record books, and Worcester has already broken its record for the wettest July. Yeah. Remember, Worcester also, I think, won the Golden Snowball Award this past year, I think, for the most snowfall, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, it's not for snowballing? My God, what's wrong with you? different. Get your mind out of the gutter, John. Jeez. Just saying is all. A majority of Americans say they're pessimistic about the country's direction. Uh, John's pessimistic about every direction. Yeah, well, then they, he should love this story, then. Doesn't matter where we're going. Yeah, I, uh, yeah I'm Yeah, i not sure. This is based on what time? That's a new poll out from ABC News in conjunction with something called Ipsos. Yeah, right, but it, it encompassed... Uh, this has only been like since Joe Biden's been in office. Essentially. Well, no, actually he had officially reached office long before this study was made compared to May when 64% said they felt positive about the country. Now 55% are pessimistic. That's a 20 percentage point reversal. In two months. You're talking about since May of 2021? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, well, in two months. I mean, come on. What, a 20% My mood drop? changes 40 times in a day. Are you happy or no, sad? No, and no, none of them no. are ever happy. He's no, been miserable no. since the moment he walked yeah. in here. Just a, just a measurement of the level of misery. Well, you talked about the uh, 401ks earlier and how we're headed toward doomsday yeah. there with our investments. Of yeah, course. How, how do you feel in general about the the... You know, the direction of the country. Do you agree with the latest results here? Are you unhappy? Are you pessimistic? Or are uh, you- Yes, yes, no, and yes. And because of why? No. That would be the big question. That's that's his baseline, Dave. Yeah. you got to understand. That's the way he normally acts. Mm-hmm. But right. when, when people are taking the survey, they're considering a lot of things. Right. Yeah, you, COVID is not uh, eradicated. Not everybody is is vaccinated. Gas prices are high. Food prices are high. Lumber is high. Um, and they, and all I your, have cancer. Well, yeah, but, that. But that. But you didn't take the survey. So yeah, a lot of other people who are feeling that kind of that kind of way are like, yeah, listen, no, things are not uh, are not altogether great. Yeah, they have vaccine hesitancy. By the way, that's the latest phrase being and, used. And housing, housing's a yep. big problem mm-hmm. right now because you know there. Are, you try to rent an apartment these days. Forget about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, was John pessimistic before the cancer? 
John was pessimistic yeah. since the yeah. very day I walked Fact. in here in 1995. Uh-huh. I believe I have uh, pessimism, pessimism uh, induced cancer. <laughs> You're going to blame it on blame. my cancer was induced by the pessimism. Yes. All right. Yeah. What, what kind of cancer does he have? It's uh, mood cancer. Yeah, mood, yeah. My his mood, mood is just... his tumor, is a tumor. Yeah. It's not a tumor. Yeah, oh, it is. Uh, did you see that Chris Hogan is back to football? The former Patriots wide receiver? He was on. Uh, he was doing lacrosse for a while. Mm-hmm. He played for the Cannons and the Whip Snakes, apparently, in the professional lacrosse league earlier this summer. And they didn't realize it was a professional league for that kind of thing. Yeah. He, he didn't retire from football, did he? Well, he, he, he uh, essentially, I guess, yes. Basically, yeah. He was out of football for two years? Yeah. To play lacrosse. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Which is his true love. Yeah, okay. But I'm guessing they don't have the kind of salaries and money. Nope. But it, he, the way he sees it, you know, he's just happy to be doing what makes him happy. And, you know, he's made his money. Well, maybe he's decided he didn't make enough money because yeah, right. he's back to the New Orleans Saints have signed up. Because somebody gave him an offer he couldn't refuse. Right, exactly. Or That's he it. wasn't as happy as he thought he would be. But, you know, the Saints don't have Drew Brees anymore, so good luck there. Yeah. Being a wide receiver and getting balls chucked at you by whoever the hell the quarterback of the Saints is. What is it? The, yeah. uh, Taysom, Taysom Hill and, and Jameis, yeah, yeah. right? So good and, luck with and that. And soon to be Aaron Rodgers' problem. Well, it looks like he and the Packers They're are, resolving their are close issues. to resolving their issues, right? Oh, that's what they say. That's what's going to happen. Nah. It's not going to go to the Saints. I've claimed to be resolving issues for years. Yeah, you're not, you can't resolve. Never happened. You can't resolve your life. Hey, come on. I have actually buried hatchets. Where? In the backs of people exactly. that I was tired of. I'm Dave Coombs, filling in for Steve Nagel. That's news to me. The weather today, highs in the low 90s with lots of sunshine. Kids are getting... Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 852. And John Mellencamp on Rock 102. You know, if you missed any part of the Bax and O'Brien show, you can always uh, go back, listen to the daily podcast. It's available on BaxandO'Brien.com, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Spotify. All brought to you by Gary Thomas and the Wealth Technology Group. And back to his musical podcast this week, a pretty good one. Colin Molding from the band XTC. He's got a brand new single out, and he'll be talking about that and other stuff. Again, all of it available on BaxtOBrien.com. I didn't even know there was an O'Brien's Corner in Agawam. Like a like a, like a, a business or like an no, area called a, O'Brien's Corner? it's an intersection, Corner? apparently. Safety improvements are coming to one of the town's most dangerous intersections, although most of them aren't for motorists. Uh, a $622,000 project will improve the sidewalks, crosswalks, and bicycle lanes at O'Brien's Corner. I, I still, I, I even with the description, I don't know where it is. Did you put your stamp of approval on that, by the way? Uh, no, since I don't know where it is. Maple North and Springfield Streets, along with McGrath Terrace and Maple Street and Rowley and Springfield Streets. So apparently it is a uh, gigantic... Uh, Sounds like a accident waiting to happen. Yeah. How can you have that many streets coming in together I mean, uh, at the same place? Brian's Corner and Page Boulevard. Everybody knows where that yeah. is. Yeah, but the in area Ag- in Agawam, I've never even heard of that. Me either. The area around O'Brien's Corner has long been identified as a priority for pedestrian safety. Uh, teenager was paralyzed there after being hit by a car while skateboarding. 2011, another youngster was killed crossing the road coming home from school. 
Um, the area, Sapelli knows the area as well because he was uh, the he was school superintendent. And before that, he he was a principal. So um, yeah, I don't know. I I, I gotta go find out uh, where this is. Hang out at it. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at the the Agawam uh, website, and they got the map of what they're looking to do. You know, I still don't know where that is. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, I, I got to look at Street View because I want to see the businesses that are around it. I mean, I, you know, then again, I don't know where Feeding Hills ends and Agawam begins. That's a good question. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know that either. Never, never knew that, and I, and I've known people who live over there, uh, but. Um, uh, I'm not. Uh, I don't know where one began and the other one ended. So I think when you uh, meet new people, maybe you should go out there and try to map out their their areas. You know, yeah. like uh, I don't know, some sort of uh, some equipment, maybe some surveying. Uh, those uh, surveyor, things, yeah, <laughs> those things you see the surveying guys. Get. Yeah, what the hell are those things? Even I don't. I don't even know what they do. I don't even know. Uh, can I change the topic just for a second here? Yeah. D- sure. Did you see that uh, Levar Burton is hosting Jeopardy this week? But he had his thunder stolen by the lowest scoring contestant in the history of the game. I heard he was, uh, I mean, I heard about that, but I also heard that he seemed very nervous on his first day on the job. LeVar well, Burton or the LeVar contestant Burton. who earned well, the, the lowest? Con- <laughs> the contestant, obviously nervous, but LeVar Burton, because, you know, everyone's, I mean, he's like the Simone Biles of, uh, of game shows. Expected to he's win. So, right? Expected to win. Right. Everything's on and the pressure, the way of the world, and all of a sudden he may have seemed to. A little bit shaky in his first day. All right. Well, I don't know why he was considered this great front runner. What did he ever do that made everybody go, "Oh yeah, give it to Levar Burton"? The reading rainbow thing was a big was a big thing back in the uh, the early eighties. Mm-hmm. And Levar and Levar Burton is a pretty you know affable, gregarious guy. Uh, you know, seems like you know like intelligent, but yet not uh, not obnoxiously so. Hmm. Seems like a decent fella. He'd be perfect for that. He's just got to calm down. Did you see how far in the red this person was that set the all-time record for the lowest Jeopardy result ever? What was it? Negative $7,400. So does he, he want- pay that much <laughs> just to get out of there? <laughs> he owes the show. <laughs> yes. Man. Patrick Pierce, a produce specialist from Fountain Valley, California. Imagine how humiliating that is. You get on the show, you do all this studying, you come up in red numbers and deep in red numbers. I mean, that has to be humiliation at its finest. Daryl Hammond's uh, Sean Connery would have scored higher than that. I don't even know how you get on being that bad. I mean, there are there are qualifications that you're supposed to hit. Oh, it's to it's get actually, on there. It's a actually a very thorough uh, testing you have to do to get on to Jeopardy. By the way, uh, it's the same intersection that uh, the car dealership has been on for eighty years in Agawam. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, it's where Sarah Ford is. Okay, so yeah. now I know where it is. But now I, didn't, I, do I didn't realize it had a name. It actually looks like it's a block away. That That's why I just mentioned those groups of streets, and I kind of mentioned them in two separate groups because they don't all converge at the same place. There's probably a quarter of a mile from one intersection to the next. So they should make the other one called Baxter's Corner. I don't know if that corner is named after you. It might be named. Well, no, after, I'm sure it's not. It named. Might be named after an O'Brien that's actually done something with his uh, life. Might, no, you're probably someone who killed a bunch of people in Agawam back in the 1700s. <laughs> now that I would believe. <laughs> yeah. It's 8:58. A Rock 